right. Take a grape. Would you like a grape? Oh, I'm so blessed that you came. Would y'all like a grape? Thank you. Oh, would you like a grape? (laughs) I'm so thankful y'all came tonight. Oh, I'm just grateful that you're here. We're just so excited. We're just, we're really excited you're here. Attitude. Oh, hey, they spelled my name wrong. Get a load of that. What name? Up there. They did, but you know what? We're just grateful that you even have a name up there. We're so grateful tonight. Okay, fine. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I guess y'all know tonight a little bit about what we're going to be talking on. Oh, sorry. We're going to be talking about gratitude and... Oh, you guys guessed that one pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think she really needs a little bit of prayer, so I need audience participation. Y'all just be in prayer. Okay. So what's the big deal about gratitude, Carla? Come on now. You know, we need to just look in the Bible a little bit to see what gratitude is and who had gratitude, who didn't. We just got to look in the Word. Okay. So let's just look about, let's look at the Israelites. Okay. And uh, their deliverance from slavery in Egypt. Let's just look at that a little bit. Okay. Now, you know in Exodus... You know, there were ten plagues. Oh, my gosh. We had, you know, gnats and flies and lice and pestilence and all that. Yeah, oh, wait a minute, Carla. That really bugs me. Really? Yeah. It's going to be okay. okay. It's going to be okay. You know, God wanted to be in the presence of his people, but he had to move them out of Egypt to be able to, for them to have his presence. So they moved them out. Okay. Are you sure? When they left, the Egyptians gave the Israelites all their gold, their silver, all their um, sheep, their goats, their donkeys. Yada, yada, yada. All that stuff. So what good is gold and jewelry and silver and bling and sheep and cattle in the desert? You have no place to spend that. What's the purpose? Well, exactly. There is a purpose. You know, God used all that, all that provision that he gave them. Are y'all praying? He used all that provision, Chris, to help them. You know, they had to build a tabernacle. Oh, and they probably might have used my bling for that. Probably. Looks pretty fine on you. You can be blessed like that, too, if you're grateful. I ain't a blingy girl. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So, and also... Hey, they, they spelt my name right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. So, not only did they have all that provision, he also provided it just for some of it to be in the desert, but also some of it to be in the promised land when they got there. So, mm-hmm. some of that was ready for that. That provision was already being made, Chris. Okay. That didn't just all happen by chance. 
So are you talking about provision in terms of being grateful for it or what? Are yeah. you about So is that the only example you got or you got others? Well, no, but let me just tell you a little bit. When they were in that desert, you know, their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. They had all this provision. They were not, you know, they were provided for. Okay. All that time. Okay. Okay. I heard something about mm, a cloud by day and some mm-hmm. fire at night. What's the purpose of that? I mean, how do you count that as provision? Well, if you they do? follow the cloud by day because it covered them, gave them shade. You know, in the desert, it is hot. Yeah. It is so hot. Yeah. But God wanted his people to be comfortable, so he took care of them. And then at night, they had a, a fire so they could be warm because in, in the desert, it is so cold at night. Okay. You get it? I get it. Okay. I get it. All right. Got any other examples? Well, the parting of the Red Sea is one of the biggest examples of being grateful what God did for them. He, you know, he, they parted the Red Sea. They ran right through it. They were not covered up with water. Was Charleston Heston there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but he That's how I remember being there. No, but he was cute. Well, no, he wasn't there, Chris. Oh, okay. He wasn't there. I don't believe that. That would have been kind of a grateful thing because you're right. He was cute. Or he, he was, is. He wasn't there. He's old still. He's still. Is he in heaven? He's in heaven. Yes. Since when? Oh, okay. Never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't he was matter. in heaven. Right. Um, there, what else did we have? Do you remember anything else that you uh, heard about? Well, I think I heard about manna. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about. The provision of manna, which was like a perfect food or something? Yes, it was a perfect food, and it was a healthy food. And it just fell out of heaven, just fell out of heaven for them. So they had provision. They had food. Okay. They had lots of it. Okay. Well, um, any more questions? Yeah, i got questions. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, I heard that the manna kept them in perfect health. You know, that it was a superfood, basically. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for superfoods these days, right? Super green, super red, super da-da-da-da. But manna was a superfood at that time, keeping them healthy. But you know what? I would get sick of manna because I need variety in my diet. That's all I'm saying. Y'all got need variety? No? Oh, I guess they don't. But I do. Well... The Israelites complained, too, just oh. like you, Chris. Okay. Oh. They complained, and they murmured, and they wanted meat. Mm-hmm. And they were tired of manna, mm-hmm. and so they wanted meat. And they complained, and they complained, like you, Chris. Okay. And God provided quail falling out of heaven. Sounds like a foul situation to me. <laughs> it was pretty foully. Mm-hmm. Pretty foully. Okay, Chris, what else? Hmm. What other questions you have for me? Hmm. I don't know. How about, well, you know, we, we need, you know, I, never mind. How about water? I mean, in the desert, it's hard to come by water, so why do you rescue people to get them out of Egypt with there's a Nile and all that good stuff and fruits and veggies to a desert that has squat, maybe some snakes? I don't drink snakes. Do you drink snakes? No. Okay. No, we don't drink snakes, but he did turn bitter water into refreshing sweet water. You know, they had to feed all those animals, too. 
sounds like a bittersweet they had situation. To see, they had to give the animals. No, the animals didn't suffer. They didn't get skinny. They had, they had provision just as well as the people. So they turned that bitter water. He, God turned it into sweet, refreshing water. Okay. Bittersweet and apparently, possibly, maybe. Well, let me just tell you. I want you to listen to me really, really good. Listen to me. <sighs> Your name was Linda. I say, listen to me, Linda. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> listen, Linda. But along the way, all the way, God was taking care of them just like he's taking care of you. Okay. And they complained and they grumbled and they forgot what God did for them. They had a very bad attitude. And it developed to get even worse over time. Let's look at a particular situation in Numbers chapter 13. And let me give you a little time frame. It looked about like six months to a year for Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And um, it took about another two years to get to the entrance of the promised land. But they were greatly delayed because of their ingratitude. They forgot what all got. What are you having problems? I'm grateful I have a mic. I don't know where it is. Are you grateful for that now? Where did it go? It's right here. Oh, okay. I was making a provision. Okay. Okay. Huh? That was planned. It. No. God's using it. Okay. So, I'm sure that they had lots of things like that happen with to them as well. Don't you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. So let me read verses 1 and 2 out of the message. It says, God spoke to Moses, send men to scout the country of Canaan that I am giving to the, Pope of the people of Israel. Send one man from each ancestral tribe, each one a tried and true leader in the tribe. Wow. You know what I heard about that? I heard that those 12 scouts were ninja warriors. They were the cream of the crop, not only physically, but intellectually as well. So they weren't no little whatever. They were strong, fearless men that went scouting. That's what I heard. They were. Thanks for that tidbit. They were. But I want you to notice that God told them that the land was theirs. You know, most versions of the Bible say giving as in the active process. And some versions say given as in the past tense. Okay. So let's read some more. Okay. Let's look at verses 3 through 16. Okay. So Moses sent them off from the wilderness of Paran and all the command of God. All of them were leaders in Israel, one from each tribe. And these were their names. But I'm not going to read all those names because sometimes they're just hard to pronounce. No kidding. Even though I'm grateful, I'm very grateful that God gave us names that we can understand, aren't y'all? I hope none of you are naming y'all's kids Shemamua <laughs> and Zachar. <laughs> And, and, and shut that because they probably called them shut that. No, I'm glad we didn't. We didn't name our kids that. Yeah. And um, yeah, need some sweet Please. water. <laughs> so, I'm going to start up again in verses 17 to 20, and let's read that. Okay. When Moses sent them off to scout out Canaan, he said, "Go up, go through the Negev." And then into the hill country, look at the land over and see what it's like. Assess the people. Are they strong or are they weak? Are there few or are there many? Observe the land. Is it pleasant or is it harsh? Describe the towns. 
where they live. Are they open camps or fortified with walls? And the soil, is it fertile or is it barren? Are there forests? And try to bring back a sample of the produce that grows there. This is the season for the first ripe grapes. What do you think about that? Well, it's it's kind of hard to imagine in one respect. I mean, I can imagine ninja ninja warriors climbing over rocks and stuff, but for them to bring back, you know, fruit and all that jazz, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know. Oh no. Um, what, what kind of fruit did they bring back? They brought back grapes. What did they look like? Grapes. Grapes. They brought back. They were humongous grapes. Okay. They were as big as probably a fist. Hmm. One grape. Ooh, that would be you tasty. Know. Boy, if we. We wouldn't even have to have a drive through to say supersize it. <laughs> it would just be already supersized. Ah, that's good. I like that. That's good. That's good. That's pretty impressive. That's so, pretty impressive. Oh, okay. Okay, so 21 through 25 says, With that, they were on their way. They scattered out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob toward Lebo Hamath. Their route went through the Negev Desert. And if I'm not saying that right, y'all just going to have to, because I'm South Texas. and mm-hmm. But I say Negev, Negev Desert to the town of Hebron. And Ahimon and Shishai and Talamai and descendants of the giant Anak, or is it Anak? Anak. Anak. Lived there. Hebron had, or Hebron had been built seven years before uh, Zone in Egypt. And when they arrived at the Eshaw Valley, they cut off the branch with a single cluster of grapes. It took two men to carry it, slung on a pole. They also picked some pomegranates and some figs, and they named the place Eshkol Valley. You know what it's called, really? No. Great, great, great Cluster Valley. Great Cluster Valley. See, they okay. couldn't even see that word. Okay. Because of the huge clusters of grapes they had cut down there. And after 40 days of scouting out the land, they returned home. That is a... So, pick up a cluster in there. That's one cluster, right? That's yeah. a pretty good cluster, right? For us. So, you're telling me that a cluster... A cluster, not not a whole plant, not a whole br- big old branch, but a cluster of grapes was put on a pole and carried between two guys. Yes. Yes. Wow. They were warriors, remember? Oh, yeah. Ninja warriors, yeah, okay. so they could carry it. Okay, okay. They could carry it. I wonder what kind of fertilizer they used. But anyway. <laughs> you know, probably... Probably some of the cow and sheep and, you know, those deposits. You went there. Okay. Okay. Um, Numbers 27 through 29 says, They went to the land to which you sent us, and oh, does it flow with milk and honey. Just look at this fruit. The The only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant... Anak, Anak. Amalekites are spread out in the Negev. Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites hold the hill country. And the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. I do not like the sounds of this. Well. Yikes. I want to read one more verse to you. Caleb interrupted. And he called for silence, Moses, and said, Let's go up and take the land. We can do it. 
Ooh, we can do it. That's Caleb? Mm-hmm. Hey, let me read the rest of that. Okay. Hmm. But the others said, we can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. They spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. They said, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. While we even saw the Nephilim, the giants of Anak. <clears throat> Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers. And they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. I don't like this. This is an uh-oh situation. Oh. Uh-oh. You know what? I heard that in some other versions, verse 32, which was, I think, the second to the last mm-hmm. verse we read, it, it can read like this. So they brought the Israelites an evil report of the land that they had scouted out. Yeah. What was so evil? I mean, well, what they were reporting was just what they saw and how they felt. So why was that so evil? But the evil report was that they were not agreeing with what God had already told them to do. He was already giving them the land. He was giving it to them. Okay. The word is giving. He was giving it to them. Okay. Their eyes were no longer on him oh. and what he said. Okay. They only saw the giants in the land and forgot the giant slayer was with them again. They were forgetting all that God was promising in them and telling them to do. They were forgetting, Chris. What? They were forgetting. Oh, okay. Let me read just a little bit more. I'm going to read Numbers 14 verses. Uh, let me see where I am. 14, 1 through 10. The whole community was in an uproar, wailing all night long. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The entire community was in on it. Why didn't we just die in Egypt or in the wilderness? Why has God brought us to this country just to kill us? Our wives and children are about to become plunder. Why don't we just head back to Egypt and right now, let's go. Soon they were all saying to one another, let's pick a new leader. Let's head back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the entire community gathered in the emergency situation in that session. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunu, nah, <laughs> members of the scouting party, ripped their clothes and addressed the assembled people of Israel. The land we walked through and scouted out is very good land. Very good indeed. If God is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land that flows with milk and honey. And he'll give it to us. He will give it to us. So don't be afraid. Don't rebel against God. Why, why, why? We'll have them for lunch. They have no protection and God is on our side. Don't be afraid of them. But up in arms now, the entire community was talking of hurling stones at them. Just then, the bright glory of God appeared at the tent of meeting. Every Israelite saw it. God said to Moses, how long will these people treat me like dirt? How long refuse to tr- How long will they refuse to trust me? And with all these signs, I've done among them. So what happened? Did um, did Joshua and Caleb and Moses and them get stoned to death? Did they go back to Egypt? I mean, they didn't go back to Egypt. Okay, what happened? Well, they had to go back and wander for a while, but their hearts were turned towards God, 
And God saw that. And God said that Caleb had a different spirit. He saw that Caleb loved him and had the faithfulness of God in him. And he had his eyes on, on, on God the whole time. And so, he, so they remembered all that God had done for them. And eventually they got to go back. But can you imagine how that would feel if you were right up to the edge, Chris, of getting to go into the promised land? And you had to turn around and go back because everyone else was murmuring and complaining and forgetting. Can you imagine how Joshua and Caleb might have felt? Because they weren't like the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Caleb had a different spirit. Joshua was good. Mm -hmm. God loved them. Do you think that they went back and they murmured and complained all the rest of the time that they had to wander wander, wander around with them? Do you think they complained? Who? Uh, Joshua and Caleb? Yeah. Would you? I know I would. That's for sure. I think we probably all would. But they didn't do that. And then God fulfilled their promise to them. God let them go in. Joshua and Caleb only. The rest of them, they died. Hmm. They didn't get to go there. Hmm. They didn't get to see the land flowing with milk and honey. Their eyes were off of God onto themselves. Okay. Got some hard hearts going on there. Yeah, you do. Mm. Yeah, rocks represent hard hearts. Hmm. So, okay, so we wanted to stone them with our hard hearts. Is that what you're telling me, basically? No. We wanted to kill what God wanted for us with our hearts. We can kill what God wants for us with our hearts. If our hearts are hard, you can stop what God has for you if your hearts are hard. We don't believe his word? That's right. You want to trust him? That's right. Okay. 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 So, Chris, what do you what do you what do you want God to reflect in your life? What do you get out of this? Hmm. Well, let me tell you, Carla. I got a dysfunctional family. Okay. I got a senior citizen that looks at me with crazy eyes all the time. Okay. I have got a young adult who is in and out of the house, alley catting around those who knows where. And then I have a teenager who knows everything and has to be everywhere all the time. Then work. Oh, work. So I have these co-workers that are extremely difficult to work with. Mm, yeah, we and, all have some of those. And then I have the worst boss. I'm just telling you. And then my church family. That's a whole other story for another time. Chris. We all have problems like that, don't we? We all have some of that in our lives. But God wants you to get his eyes on him, not on those circumstances, not on those people. I want to read to you uh, Psalm 50, verse 23. No, you don't. No, I don't? Mm-mm. You what want to ask them some questions, don't you? Oh, I do want to ask you, but yeah, I better ask y'all some questions. First, right? Do y'all, did y'all come tonight with an attitude? Did anybody have an attitude before they got here tonight? Nope. At least somebody's honest. Yeah. Yep. Another one honest. I, I'm even teaching this, and I had an attitude. I didn't. Before I got here tonight, I was I was a few minutes late. Chris was already up here doing. We're supposed to be here early, and I was at Dollar General <laughs> buying milk, <laughs> and I had about 15 people behind me and one lady in front of me, and that one lady had a haul of groceries, and she was digging through her purse. 
up at the counter. And I'm just looking at my clock saying, I've got to get out there. Hurry up, hurry up. And the Lord told me, spoke to me and said, Carla, you're going to buy her groceries. I said, oh, I am? And so that lady says, she says very loudly, now all these people behind me are murmuring and complaining. I just want you to know there was only one register open. And that lady I felt sorry for her. I did feel sorry for her. She was just digging in her purse, and she could not find the $3, and she had quite a bit to pay for. She said, I know I have my money here. I threw it in here. And so the Lord told me, he says, Carly, you're going to pay for her groceries. So I walk up to the counter, and I tell her, I said, I'm going to pay for your groceries. And she was. Just, she said, no, 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 here's $3. No, 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 just let me go. I said, no, I really need to pay for your groceries. So I paid for her groceries. But you know what? My attitude got better because when I did that, she turned around and she told me, she hugged me, and she was so sincere. And she said, I I don't even know how to thank you. And I said, you're being blessed tonight. And God, and I felt good about myself for doing that, for listening to the voice of God. So my bad attitude about, i got to get to church, I've got to set up stuff, turned into my bad attitude got better. Cool. So now can I read? Okay, I'll let you hold so on. You, some of y'all may have had some stuff. Michael's going to put it up, or, okay. or somebody's going to put it up. There we go. Hunter, you're putting it up? Oh, sweet. Good, Hunter. Very sweet. Good job. Impressive. Look at that new face back there. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, Psalm fifty twenty three says, The life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace. Always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice I desire from you. If you do this, more of my salvation will unfold for you. Psalm fifty twenty three. Carla, I think I'm catching on. Maybe. I think. But God! Got you again! But God! But God! But it's God. always going to be but God! God can do it. I'm glad you're finally getting this. Oh, maybe. I am so glad. Hey, I think I got a scripture, too. Okay. 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 It's in Philippians. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Oh. Don't. We have that. Uh-uh. Can you hear me? Did it go off? No, it's right there. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, Beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. Wow. Okay. Okay. What else you got for me, Carla? I'm, I'm so, 
I need y'all to write this down and remember this. And if you can't write it, you just need to think about this. Take a picture. Take a picture of it. You got your phone? Everybody's got a phone. We don't even have to write things anymore. Take a picture. Repetitive complaining will attract, will attract things for you to complain about. But repeated gratitude will attract things for you to be thankful about. I think we need to repeat that. Okay. Okay. Repetitive complaining will attract things for you to complain about. But repeated gratitude will attract things for you to be thankful about. I like that. Me too. I like that. So, Chris, I think there's something we need to do. I guess so. Come on. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm still hooked up. Do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. So, we need to have a attitude of gratitude. Amen. 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 <laughs> so, if you need prayer tonight for anything... And it may be especially an attitude. We know how to pray because we've had them too. And we love y'all and thank y'all. So be sure and come up for prayer. If you have any prayer needs, we would be glad to pray for you. And y'all have a great night. And this week. And I'm going to pray for you before you go. Yes. And this week, we want you to think about your attitudes. Every time you think, oh, just think about this hair. I'm mad at my husband. I'm, I'm, I'm having to wait, you know, wait in the line at the grocery store when it's only 15 items and they've got 24. And they should not have that many. Think about what God wants you to do. Have a great attitude. There's all kinds of instances that we can get our attitude, isn't it? Yep. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. All right. You pray? Yep. Okay. Father God, we are so grateful and so thankful for another opportunity to just be together with each other and to be in your presence. We're grateful that we were able to have some fun tonight, that you are a fun God, and that we can um, not take ourselves so seriously, but you always have something to teach us in our, our journey in life. So I ask that you just pray. I pray that you just be with everyone here and just touch them and love on them and hug them. Give them a little kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And just remind them how precious they are to you. I ask that you bless them throughout this week and that they would catch those attitudes that they need to surrender to you. And that they would trust you with that, the whole situation that kind of stirs things up. Lord, we just bless you and anoint you and praise you and glorify you. And I wish we had a ton of other words, but you are good. Amen, Lord. And we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.